Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC. Mike Pursuta, Dale Lawley, and Matt Williamson with you yet again to continue going over the NFL Draft position by position. We've done that already, so we're going over the NFL Draft position by position again after further review, uh, a double take on the triple take. Today's uh, installment, Running Backs, and uh, if you've been following along at home, you know this by now, but in case you're just finding us, uh, you might want to know that for the second look at things, position by position, we're not giving you our top five candidates. We're going riser, faller, and sleeper. And uh, some some interesting stuff uh, at the running back position is really with all the positions. This, to me, is a fascinating draft. Maybe it doesn't have those uh, headliners or those players, a uh, couple, three, that everybody's over the moon about. But uh, I think a lot of talent to be had. Uh, starting at the end of April, we'll see who can uh, get the best fits moving forward. Uh, Matt, I got to start with you again on running backs. I was I was giving you and Dale a lot of guff in one of our recent uh, installments because you guys kept picking the same guys and yes. slotting them in the same places. But we were uh, we had significant agreement in our uh, third mock draft, and our rising running back is the same guy. Oh, okay. And you're like this too. I, at the end of my write-up for Damian Pierce, my riser out of Florida, I gave an honorable mention to Michigan State's Kenneth Walker. Uh, I'll pull back the curtain. I mean, why would I like honorable mention recognition for the best, (laughs) for the best running back in the draft? Well, I mean, the, the exact quote was an honorable mention here goes to Michigan State's Kenneth Walker who looks more and more like a Nick Chubb, Javante Williams clone. That was much nicer things than I said about him the first time around. And I'll pull back the curtain. I mean, everyone knows the Steelers took a running back in the first round this past draft. So running backs, whenever we went through them the first time, were probably my last priority. I was digging into other positions first. And I have more respect now for Walker now than then. When I did my original top five, I had Pierce, who's my riser, as my fifth back from what I remember. And I like him even more now. You know, I think what he does as a tackle breaker, the physicality, watching him in protection, that plays at the next level. He's a real handful. And I don't know what Florida was thinking, but he didn't have hardly any wear and tear off his body. I think his best days are to come. Yeah, 329 carries in four seasons. Yeah. Which was just really surprising to me. I mean, maybe they've uh, had Smith on the bench. I don't know, but you know. He had 16 touchdowns on 119 touches last season. Mm-hmm. Team rushing, three receiving. He got a penalty for a personal foul. He continued to play without a helmet. It, it was uh, what, <laughs> right, turned, right. what turned out to be a touchdown run against Florida State. He got his helmet ripped off on a cutback. And then he put his shoulder down at the goal line without a helmet and went through two defenders. This guy is pretty tough. Uh, reportedly, he owns three pit bulls. I'm guessing that makes him pretty tough. He runs like <laughs> he's pretty upset that he never got the ball enough at Florida, and he's trying to take it out on somebody. And, oh, by the way, there's this. Uh, I found in a story he was asked why he played in Florida's bowl game against UCF, even though he had already been invited to the senior bowl. And, you know, a lot of guys opting out of the bowl games, not uh, Damian Pierce, quote, because I'm a Gator, bro. I mean, (laughs) coaches are going to love this guy. I had a hard time initially when guys started bailing out of bowl games. It bothered me a lot. And now I get it. It's a business. They got to do what's best for them. But a guy who's, you know, I'm a Gator, bro. I, 
I feel that. I, I appreciate that. I know where he's coming from on that. It's just another feather in his cap. So he's my riser. Uh, and Dale, thankfully, you've got somebody else to talk about. <laughs> I do. And that, uh, it's, it's another guy who's very familiar to uh, a name to a lot of people. But I didn't have him in my top five initially. That'd be Zamir White from Georgia. Mm. And um, I, I didn't think he was as fast as he is watching Georgia play. You know, he just kind of glides a little bit. And then he went out to the combine and ran a 4-4-40. Like, he's got home run speed. And then you look at the tape. I went back and looked at it again. I'm like, okay, now I, I, I see a little bit more of that. Um, you know, he was a captain for Georgia uh, on that team with, with 25 other pros. Uh, you know, he was, he was a captain. <laughs> Not an um, exaggeration. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, he just, you know, he, he just, if you look at what the Georgia backs have done, you mentioned Nick Chubb. There's, there's a little bit of that there. He's got good size at six foot two fourteen. I think there's a lot of meat on the bone yet for this guy. And, and I think that, uh, you know, he's going to be somebody that uh, could be a, a nice mid round uh, hit. Speaking of 40 times, Dale, uh, you and I in agreement on the faller and that's uh Kyron Williams and Notre Dame. One of my favorite guys to watch, you know, watching them play the games and, and, and looking at the highlights, but uh, boy, the combine uh, was not kind. Not at all. Uh, did a little better on Notre Dame's pro day, but uh, he's a sub 200 pound guy, five, nine, a buck 94. And we had, uh, at least I had emphasized the first time we looked at running backs that it's becoming a big back league that, you know, the trend is for these pounding bruising guys that can also run. And I just, uh, if, if you're Kyron Williams, you better be super fast. And apparently he's, he's not. not. Yeah, he's not. Uh, that, that, yeah. You mentioned the combine. Um, he was initially listed at like one ninety five nine or something like that. We came at the combine 194 pounds and still ran a four, six, five. Like you drop that weight track. on a fast track where everybody else is running four, fours. And yeah. he ran a four, six, five. That, that did not bode well for him. Uh, he should have been under four, five. If you know, to be what, you know, he looks like he, he looks like he plays it under four, five. He does. But that 194 pounds was troubling for me as well. I mean, that's, that's a little light, um, even at five, nine, um, you know, so I, I had him initially as my number four running back. I don't think he goes that high. Yeah, I had him in the top five as well. And I just maybe in another year, if everybody wasn't running at record speed, you'd, over, <laughs> you'd overlook it a little more. But it's yeah. just, it's it's a track meet now, and uh, he's not keeping up. Matt, uh, thankfully, you have somebody different. Yeah. What last note on Williams? But they say he is the ultimate leader and tough guy and all that yeah. stuff. But hey, you're small and you're captain. Slow. Yeah. Right. One hundred percent. My father was Isaiah Spiller and. Uh, Texas A&M has not, it's not the draft process has not gone great for the A&M guys since the season. And when I watched him the first time, I knew he was a big name prospect and he didn't blow my doors off in the first viewing. And he's cut a little higher than I like, and I don't see real dynamic skills. And then he didn't test great. And I kind of went and watched a little bit more tape and thought, yeah, that's just kind of who he is. You know, I mean, he ran behind a really good O-line two years ago, and I think he's fine. He's just not – I think his name recognition is a little bit higher than what he really is. Matt, let's stay with you. Uh, you can lead us off on the uh, sleeper conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think if you go to South Dakota State, that counts as a sleeper. Um, Pierre Strong, four, three, seven in the 40, and he was over 200 pounds. He's not just a little dude. He, he is a compact, smooth guy, uh, has a lot of upside in the receiving game. I think he's going to have a role right away. That's not something you say about South Dakota State dudes too often. Dale, uh, you've got uh, 
a different sleeper? Yeah, I got uh, Zonovan Bam Knight um, out of North Carolina State, uh, 5'11", 209, ran in the mid-4.5s. Was, it was uh, an immediate impact guy. He was one of the top running back recruits in the country when he came out. He picked NC State, and he had over 700 rushing yards in each of his three seasons there, caught the ball well. He had 48 catches over the last two seasons, and uh, also averaged – over 30 yards per kick return and had three kick returns for touchdowns the last uh, two seasons. So there's a lot there to like for a guy who's probably going to be a late round roundish guy. Maybe you get him in the fifth, sixth, even seventh round that he can come in and do a lot of different things for you. I went with a, a different guy as well. So we're three for three in terms of uh, identifying different sleepers. A lot of backs out there. <laughs> well, that, and you know, this is a guy I really wanted to talk about when I was researching the position the first time. I couldn't get him anywhere near my top five, but fascinating story. Abram Smith of Baylor. Uh, in case people don't know who this guy is, he's a guy who in the 2020 season was playing linebacker for Baylor. And in the 2021 season, he led the Big 12 in rushing with 1,601 yards. He started out as a running back, barely saw the field or got the ball in two years, went to linebacker, 40-something tackles in a sack, goes back to running back and dominates. Uh, I think it's a great story, Six foot, 213 pounds. I've mentioned to you guys a couple of times the kind of man crush I had on the Baylor program this year, just watching them play. They, they play – a brand of football that agrees with me. I, th I think it's they're becoming pretty consistent in terms of what they produce. And here's last but not least, this is maybe the whole reason I went here subconsciously. Think of the advantage if you have Abram Smith as your running back in case there are fumbles or interceptions, he'll be a sure tackler on the yeah. returns because he used to play too. linebacker. So, Special you know, teamer. we'll prevent those defensive scores. Can't, you know, <laughs> it's an important yeah, you, you don't have to project him as a special teams guy running down and covering kicks, those kind of things, which you'd like out of your backup running backs. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think he'll be able to deliver. Uh, that's going to do it for our uh, second look at running backs. I want to remind everybody that you can catch these shows on all of the Steelers' social media platforms. Thanks for finding us for this one, however, and wherever you found us. We will be cranking it up again sooner rather than later. So until then, for Matt Williamson and Dale Lawley, I'm Mike Pursuta. You've been listening to the NFL Draft Triple Take, presented by UPMC.